Welcome to the One More Verse podcast. My name is John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Thursday, November the 5th, 2015. Today's reading was Joshua 24, 14 through 31. So come on, let's discuss what we read together. Imagine the scene. The elderly leader of Israel comes before the people. Now, anytime the people got together, an address of this magnitude always carried a certain amount of weight. God has always, throughout Scripture, had people gathering for significant things, and this was no different. This elderly leader that had walked with them for so long, not just as their point person, but also as a servant among them, he calls the people together. There's, le- there's rest from all the land on every side, and they, they're in the promised land. God has kept his word, and they're there. And Joshua calls the people together for this significant time to say, Hey, do not forget all that God has done. Look around and remind yourself of, of the history. You know, this is one of those things that for us is so vitally important. How often do you rehearse God's faithfulness in your life? How many times do you, as the old song says, count your blessings? Joshua calls together the people and he reminds them. God has done incredible things. Think about where we are. This is the fulfillment of his promises. And now it's time and I am to challenge you. This elderly man, as he stands before his people, is not just talking in a way that he has not demonstrated with his life, but he comes together not only with the authority that God has given him, but he comes there with the moral permission that has been granted by his faithfulness. And in this moment, he challenges them to serve with sincerity and faithfulness. And it reminds us, and it's important for us to know, As followers of Jesus, it is possible for you to do good things and still not please the Lord. So often there are those times that if we're not careful and we don't measure our heart's motivation, if we don't see what the gospel implications are for what we're doing, we'll find ourselves just giving ourselves to tasks and going about them, but we may not be pleasing the Lord. We read scripture and we think of Pharisees and we immediately disconnect because certainly we must not be Pharisees, but it is possible to do good things and still not be right with the Lord. You know, it's all about why you do those things. So if you desire a platform or a stage and you want people to see you and that's your motivation for service, then you have missed the point. No, Joshua calls these people and he says, listen, it's time for us to serve in sincerity and faithfulness. God is exclusive. He's not going to share his glory. And it is time to put away anything that would raise itself up against the glory, majesty, and beauty of our great God. And so he just straight throws the gauntlet down in front of him. And he says, okay, it's time to choose. You need to make a choice. Who are you going to serve? Now, I love Joshua's boldness when he says, hey, as for me and my house, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to serve God. And this was not some just nice thought that he was expressing. This was not just some words that the people kind of rolled their eyes and went, ah, not this again. No, this was a man who has fought, who has seen his friends and family fall in battle. This is a man who has 
given his life to serving the Lord. This is a man who, when dispatched by Moses, went and said, yes, there are giants in the land. Yes, it will be absolutely impossible for us to do this, but God's called us to this and we can do it. Come on. This is a man who has led them and his whole life seems just to be a testimony of faithfulness. He's, God has brought them into the land. He's performed signs and wonders. And Joshua says, do not forget. And so then he takes it up and he, he raises the bar to a, to a whole nother level. And he reminds the people that God is holy and he's jealous and he's not going to tolerate any inconsistency. God is exclusive. You see, for a lot of people, when it comes to following Jesus, we want to boil it down to this simple list of codes and rules. And we have to do this and we have to do that. And God is just an add-on and an extracurricular activity in our lives. For some people, this whole idea of following Jesus is something that really only has to manifest itself maybe for a few hours on Sunday and maybe not even every Sunday. And we miss the point. See, we hear words like this in the Older Testament, and we hear God is holy, and, and we, miss, we miss the beauty of that holiness. God has to be infinitely holy, or he is not God. God is holy and separated because he's the only creator. Everything else is his creation, so he is not like the creation. He is the ultimate cause and reality for all things. So, yes, he is holy, and because of that holiness, he must be approached in the proper way. But he's also jealous. Now, when we think of jealousy, we have this tendency to go to either some sort of petty jealousy or we have some sort of tendency to revert to trying to understand it in the context of our relationships. And we miss the truth that God's jealousy is not wrong. God's jealousy is absolutely right and well-placed. It is because of his holiness. It is because he is the only one true and living God. He can be jealous of his people. He can be jealous for his glory because it is due him. It is owed him. He deserves every bit of it, this magnificent and wonderful God. And Joshua reminds, listen, he cannot tolerate your sin. It cannot be just the add-on to your life. We must get away from seeing this as following Jesus as just some other activity we do. No, Jesus is our lives. And then sometimes we, we miss in the covenant, we, we miss that these uh, warnings of, you know what, if you don't obey and if you don't follow the covenant, it comes with curses. And so the people are very demonstrative and they repeat their intention. We're going to serve God. We, we will be witnesses against ourselves. And so it was clear any later calamities that would overtake Israel would not be because of God's unfaithfulness. It would be because of theirs. And so Joshua says, listen, if there's true repentance, if you are ready to not just talk about what you're going to do, but ready to do it, then it's time for you to go ahead and let's put away our false God. You see, there is this bit of hypocrisy that's going on even in the moment. For us as followers of Jesus, as Calvin says, our hearts are just these endless idol factories, and we're always placing our worship and our hope in the wrong things. And Joshua says, listen, I hear what you're saying, but it's time to demonstrate it. Put away anything that would raise itself up against the glory and authority of Jesus. And then we find that Joshua wrote these words down in the book of the law, even just the fact that Joshua was permitted to add words of any kind to this sacred book lets us know that the people regarded him as a messenger, a prophet of God, and it was immediately regarded as scripture with all the authority that it came from the living God. And so they mark the spot of this covenant 
renewal. And this was a spot that goes all the way back to the time of Abraham. And he sets up a stone as a witness to what the people had said, to what the Lord had said, to what Joshua had said. And so here's this monument, this place where we can put a stake in the ground. We can be reminded of all that God has done in future generations. When we walk by, no, that's not just a rock. That's the place where God brought us into the promised land. Joshua reminded us of all that he did, and we made a covenant. Listen, we are going to follow God. Let us be reminded that we must choose every single day. You see, for a lot of people, they think that following Jesus is that thing you did that one time at that one church and that one event. Uh, Sometimes we relegate this choosing to follow Jesus down to christening or catechism or confirmation or church membership or baptism or attendance or whatever. And we think, well, I did that one thing that one time. I want you to know that choosing to follow is not just that thing that you do that one time. Jesus is your life. And as such, He must be followed, as the Bible says, daily taking up our cross and following after him in self-denial. And so we have this this testimony of a life faithfully lived. Joshua dies at, at the ripe old age of 110, the same age as Joseph, who later in that chapter will find out that the the bones were um uh, they came to rest in the place that was expected, and and all the faithfulness of God was was seen and. The Bible tells us that Joshua and the elders, everybody served God all their days, a testimony of their faithfulness and their consistency in leadership. So as you read today, I would remind you of a couple of things. One, is it is there something in your life that you need to make a choice about? Is there something else that you're putting your hope, you think that your satisfaction and your purpose and meaning and identity is all wrapped up in something other than Christ? If so, hear the words of Scripture and choose who you will serve. The second thing is, is there an ongoing pattern of faithfulness and obedience? You see, as a follower of Jesus, the ongoing pattern in our lives is to be one of repentance and belief. So I pray that as you read today and as you've seen what God has done in his great story, God has kept his promise. The people are in the land. And a wise leader who has seen the faithfulness of God and has experienced his grace now calls others in repentance and faith to follow. And that is our call today. Are you following? Will you choose? Have you chosen? What is your choice today? Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. I'd love to hear from you, so find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using the handle, TheJohnNicks. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you next time for one more verse.